becoming you beyond deconstruction because deconstruction isn't the end goal living a vibrant soul aligned life is welcome back to another episode of becoming you beyond deconstruction It's been quite a gap since the last episode, but that's because I really wanted the next episode to be about this topic that that I'm going to talk about. And I've needed to take some time to put my thoughts together because today I'm talking about one of life's biggest questions, the question of why. More specifically, why am I here? Why are you here? Why are we here on this beautiful green and blue planet? Now, generally, when we ask ourselves the question why, it's because we are really looking for clarity and understanding. We want to know and understand the reasons and purpose behind something. At least that's what it feels like to me. People can chase their whole life trying to discover their purpose. Somehow we believe that knowing our purpose, discovering our purpose, gives us something substantial to hold on to and lends the impression that we are standing on firm ground. I can remember when I was working within mental health and somebody might score highly on suicidal ideation so they're thinking they're having thoughts about um ending their their life and one of the key things that we would always look out for was whether they had a reason or purpose to continue on living because at some level and research seems to suggest this to be the case as well having a why Having a strong why anchors them to life. And I don't know about you, but there have been many times in my life when I have felt unanchored, when I have felt uncertain because I didn't feel secure in my why. Maybe I felt like I didn't know exactly what my why was or questioning it or whatever. And it felt like there was just this huge void somewhere in the middle of my chest, round about the location of my heart or my soul. And living without clarity around our purpose can leave you feeling like that. It can leave you feeling small and um, insignificant in such a big, vast world. It's like being lost in a massive ocean, not knowing which way the shore lies. I feel like our why acts as both our engine and our compass, moving us steadily towards a point in the distance that makes us feel good. It fills us with a hope and expectancy, a positive expectancy about our future. So we definitely, I believe, need to have some sense of a why. Why are we here? Why are we doing this thing called life? And from a deconstructing perspective, 
from you know moving out from Christianity maybe you have felt unanchored insecure lost like you had a firm why before and now not so much but I would pose a question to you if that's if that is how you are feeling was this your real why was this really the reason that you were or are here how much of it is what you learned and what you assumed to be your why and how much of it is your real that's why I'm here that's why I'm on this earth because I feel like as small children we kind of have an innate understanding of our true why I just need to look at my little girl and I can clearly see that the reason why she gets up in the morning is very different from the reason why maybe myself or my husband or another adult might get get up in the morning. The things that drive us tend to be very different from the things that drive a small child. I feel like life and conditioning takes inner drive that inner why our inner engine and compass away from us and very soon we forget what it was or maybe we start to believe that what it was wasn't good enough it wasn't really why we were supposed to be here it's not what we're supposed to be doing and so we drop that for a more socially culturally or maybe even a more religiously acceptable and sanctioned reason for existing but do we need a reason to exist hmm maybe that's a question best left for another time but back to why I really wanted to talk about this topic I've spoken about it several times in writing and probably on podcast episodes that I started this year with an intention to live from my soul, to live from soul. And one of the questions that has haunted me since I made this decision is the question, why am I here? And it kind of makes sense. I'm choosing to live from soul, so why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my function? What's life about? And all those big life questions. And it was going round and round my mind so much that I think it was back in January, I had a dream that has stayed with me since then. So in my dream, I was in a lush expanse of vegetation and wildlife it wildlife it was like green and it was just flourishing and it was expansive and it was beautiful and lush and just bursting with with life and vitality and I could feel as I stood there just absorbing it and just looking all around I could feel this deep connection to and between everything 
it was like there was the symbiotic interconnectedness that allowed this green expanse to just flourish and thrive and just be full of life vibrance and vitality there was a deep sense of of well-being of oneness and harmony and rightness there was just a sense of just unification and just oneness and like the whole space was alive and throbbing with the same heartbeat of life and it was it was a beautiful um experience just to kind of be surrounded by all of that but there was also another feeling that sprang up shortly afterward and it was feeling of being separate and disconnected it was like I was being told somehow or being shown somehow a fundamental belief or a fundamental mindset that existed, that humans are not a part of this because they don't believe that they are a part of this. And with this, I just felt this kind of, there was a sense of sorrow and kind of being set apart or disconnected, just separate. And as I mentioned, this dream has stayed with me since that time. And one of the things that came out of it for me was this recognition. And yeah, I maybe always knew this, but the dream really brought it home for me is how connected nature is to itself how it supports life in a harmonious cycle of life and death and because of this cycle things are or life is sustained and nourished when one thing dies another thing comes forth from it there is no in a sense beginning and end life is just this cycle and a realisation for me outside of the cycle of life and death of just look at nature and the interconnectedness of nature, just a realisation for me was we have forgotten that we too are a part of this, part of this life cycle, life ecosystem, a part of nature. And our belief, our sense of feeling that we are not, whether it's because we think that we are better than nature or worse than nature or different to nature, it has had an impact on everything. Maybe we can argue that, okay, this is a lot more prevalent in the West. The West seems to experience this sense of separation a lot more whereas like eastern traditions maybe they focus less on separation and more on you know the being one with nature and and one with life force but whether we we do make that distinction or not i actually think that this is something that pervades the whole of humanity 
one way that this happens is the belief in our disconnection means that we often spend our life trying to discover and chase the reason why we exist, the reason why we are here. And all this reflection led me to another question, or maybe actually to put it more correctly, this reflection came about through me asking another more pressing question. And this question was, am I doing life wrong? And this was a difficult and painful question for me to ask because it really came from me looking around at the world, looking around at people in my life and seeing how as humans we often don't mind stealing, lying, cheating, trampling on others to achieve our goals or meet our needs. And often, often, very, very often, the more you do that, the more financially rewarded and the more status you seem to have. And I'm still here trying to find my feet and I'm looking around seeing this and I'm thinking, okay, so maybe it's me. Maybe the problem is me. Maybe I'm the one doing life incorrectly and I'm just a naive optimist over here who thinks that there must be a better way but all the while I'm just causing myself and my loved ones unnecessary pain and and struggle. Maybe I just need to do what everybody else is doing and join the crowd and get what I need to get from life. And I laugh, but honestly, it hasn't felt like, it hasn't felt like something to laugh about. It's felt really challenging for me because there is such a strong voice within me that says, hell to the no, 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 that is not why you are here. That isn't really you. So then it goes back to that question. So why am I here? Why am I here? Am I here to get what I need to get and do what I need to do to survive? Or is there something more to this life than this? If it's the first, then I'm going to try my best to get with the program but I actually don't like this hustle hard culture, this dog eat dog survival of the fittest mentality. It doesn't fit with my my wiring. According to Darwin, like this is what has made humans the top of the food chain. We can adapt, we can do what we need to do to stay alive and it's been helpful of course but it's also come at a cost both to ourselves and to the natural environment. 
we feel like we can act in this way towards life, towards ourselves, towards each other, because we don't really believe that we are connected to anything else other than ourselves and our gene pool. So yeah, it's okay to look out for ourselves. And yeah, it's okay to look out for our family because actually they are um, extensions of us. And so, you know, that's kind of not very um, pro-social. It's not very altruistic. And there's this whole debate in psychology about whether human beings can actually be truly altruistic or whether every single act that we perform in some way is designed to benefit us. And that's something for another day. But I call this having an orientation towards fear-based survival. Other people might call it having a lack mentality. But a good example of this is the toilet roll debacle. Right, you might remember that. I remember it during lockdown, and everybody was fighting over toilet roll. And the result was that toilet roll was was short in supply, and in some cases there was no more left. And it's like, what was that about? What is that about? If not just fear and survival at all costs, regardless of the impact and the effect it's having. So I'm here and I'm looking around at the world and humanity and I'm seeing this self-centeredness, this uncaring attitude, the cruelness, the coldness, and I'm like, okay, okay. I feel like religion, Christianity might have tried to instill us with deeper and higher principles. But actually, when we peel back the layers at the crux of it, it's still fear and survival. This time it's oriented towards salvation. Who is going to get in? Who isn't going to get in? And the number of good works that you do. But it's still only fear and survival. Honestly, I am still looking if I can find a non-fearful Christian, even a non-fearful human. I mean, we're kind of getting there, but (sighs) there's a lot of fear. I choose to believe that That is not the reason why I exist on this beautiful earth. To simply survive life or to live in fear. I choose to believe that there must be, that there is a richer, deeper, higher, more abundant purpose for my existence, for the existence of the human race. That's why I I'm I have become so 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 intentional about who I surround myself with physically and virtually. 
and I am grateful and thankful for the courageous souls in my circle who have said, actually, no, I'm not choosing to buy into this way of being. I am choosing to live in a different way. I might have mentioned um, Jazz. She runs the Eris Society, which is another publication on Substack. And she is one such person and she has helped me enormously because she talks about building ethical, sustainable, responsible business with what she calls clean money. And it's like she gets it. She gets this this struggle of, you know, what's going on in the world and maybe being a soul-centred person who wants to do life and business in a way that, that feels enlivening. And this is so refreshing for me to hear other people speak this soul truth. It's like balm to me something that I need, because mostly it's not what I hear, it's not what is the norm out in the world. They speak to the part of me that just exists beyond all of this conditioned fear and the desire to survive no matter the cost. And I know that standing up in that way doesn't come easily because you are going against the grain you are going against the crowd and that's why it's so important to do the inner work beyond our own fear conditioning i i finally i found out um just this month through through jazz again because she's really into astrology and gene keys and human design and things like that that my Chiron placement also known as the wounded healer is in Taurus and the 11th house and this is just basically (laughs) gibberish to me I don't understand it but I did some research and uh my basic understanding highlighted two things for me. That this points back to wounds around material safety and individuality versus fitting in with the crowd. And I was like, boom, mind blown. Because this is so spot on for me. This has been such a huge struggle and and trigger area for me. Questions like, is it safe for me to be who I am? Is it allowed? Is it okay? Am I able to make money from authentic self-expression or do I have to go against myself and follow the crowd to gain material security? Is there value in my uniqueness? All of those really heavy 
questions. And if I was to listen to the reigning majority voice, the answers would be no. It's not okay. It's not safe. You have to do it this way. It obviously is work that needs to be done to release the conditioning to release those voices because deep down I know and I believe that my true reason for being here on this earth is to be the fullest expression of myself that I can be and I can't do that whilst believing what those voices, what those fear-oriented and survival voices are saying. And whilst I think all our wounds are going to be different, I also feel that there's going to be some overlap. And if you're interested in checking out your Chiron placements as a starting point for addressing this fear and um, survival wound, then please do so. I'm going to um, attach a link to to Jazz's website in the episode notes. But outside of this, I believe that a lot of what we are experiencing here, this this heaviness, this struggle in elevating ourselves out of of fear and survival mode has a lot to do with our egoic development. Because the ego represents our our sense of self. According to Freud, our ego develops between the ages of two and four in order to help us navigate this physical reality. For that, we are led primarily by the id, which is ruled by the pleasure principle. So, you know, it has this urge towards life and pleasure and um, moving away from pain and discomfort. By the time our ego begins to develop, we have already started to grasp concepts like fear and pain, if not cognitively, because our brain is still developing, definitely so at a nervous system level. We are already beginning to learn cause and effect relationships. And one of the things that we learn is that we are separate from our main caregivers and separate from everything else. And so our ego develops in order to keep us safe and alive. We, get, we begin to think about ourselves using words such as mine or no or I want this. This is sign of self-identity, d- the ego developing. And I don't actually think it's a bad thing. But what tends to happen 
especially in this juncture of human um, development, is that because there is so much of a sense of unsafety, so much suffering and woundedness in the world, we begin to experience this separation and disconnection from life even more. We no longer feel safe. We no longer feel connected. We no longer feel protected. And so our ego takes over more and more often to the extent that it begins to squash the parts of us that would dare to hope, to trust, to believe. So what do we do? Well, that's another big question. And I think it deserves a whole separate post. So I might just do that. But one thing I don't believe that we do is we try the whole death to the ego thing. Because I just don't think that it's healthy or helpful to take that stance. I do think it's important to develop an understanding of our own egoic landscape, especially when it comes to our triggers and reactions, because this points to what is keeping us in this fear and survival energy, both individually and collectively. Fundamentally, it's why we believe that we are not a part of life and that If we take this even further, we're not even a part of divinity. We are separate. But I think we can see from us, you know, for ourselves, even in a really simple way, just how untrue this is. I mean, we just need to look around to see how interconnected everything is. We know that our actions have a ripple effect on other areas of life. So of course, at the very least, we are connected in just this simple way. So going through this process hasn't been an easy one and maybe it will help you understand why it's taken me a little bit of time to release this episode and it's still something that I'm working on and obviously I will continue to be working on it but allowing myself to ask these hard questions and to look into some of my own fear and survival wounds has challenged me to lean more fully into what it means for me to live from my soul which is how I started the year and the intention that I started the year with. And even when I go back to the question of, so why am I here on this earth? The answer I receive feels so much more true and and alive to me. The answer I receive is that I'm here to remember, relearn, learn, how to live with life. 
And even that statement in itself is, is always unfolding itself to me because it means so much to live with life, to live in harmony with life, in oneness with life, with the flow of life, the fullness of life, to live alongside, not in opposition to life, to walk alongside and be in relationship and connection with life. That is the reason why I'm here. I feel so emotional talking about this because I honestly believe that that's what we all want. Such a simple thing to say, but oh, so hard to do, so hard to do. We have to do so much work in ourselves and collectively, but But I really do believe that this is part and parcel of the next evolution of humanity. That we don't have to be so oriented and stuck in fear and survival and and separation. No, we can be part of the heartbeat and fullness of life. That's what I want. That is what I want. It's what I want for my child. If I had to choose a route for her, hell no. I wouldn't choose fear and survival and being in the treadmill of life. No, I wouldn't. I would want her to live. So why are we here? To live. That is why we are here. To live with life. I mean, what would that, could that mean for you? If you made that, your sole decision, how might that transform your life? I was going to say how you do life, but I don't even like that saying because it's so, I don't know, it just doesn't feel good to me. I've spoken about a lot here today. And I would love to know your thoughts. So please feel free to share them with me. Um, You can leave a comment in the Substack publication. And yeah, I will respond. Before I end out, I just want to say that I'm also thinking about what I can do to, um, I guess offer a bit more support but also make use of the Substack paid subscription service. So one of the things I'm thinking of is maybe to do like Q&A coaching calls or coaching posts um, 
So let me know your thoughts on that. Anyway, until next time, thank you for being here with me. Take care. Thank you for listening to Becoming You Beyond Deconstruction. I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. You can connect with me on my Substack newsletter unfolding to follow my journey and to find out if you're interested how we can work together. My name is Florence Okusogu and I'll see you on the next episode of Becoming You Beyond Deconstruction. Thank you.